You're listening to Save Yourself, conversations, ideas, and strategic thinking with the four founders of Unlimited Wealth. Join us for discussions, debates, and strategies that have brought them and their clients financial freedom, and how you too can break free from traditional boundaries to unlimit your wealth. Welcome again, everybody, to Save Yourself Podcast with Unlimited Wealth. I've got here with me today Mike Schwally and John Blaylock. Uh, we're going to continue in our series of case studies, specific actions that we can take with infinite banking, kind of telling some stories about things we've done with clients, uh, use cases. And John, you wanted to get into one thing today that I thought would be really creative and really cool. Uh, why don't you just take it away and, and let's hear what you had to say. Yeah, thank you. In 2019, actually, this family business reached out via the infinitebanking.org website call them up and interesting later on after you know we did a bunch of planning and work together they said you know it meant a lot that you actually called us back or like that you know there was, that's a good start yes yeah. lesson one <laughs> i was like wow that's call the, your call your people back call, call people <laughs> okay. let, let them hear your voice so they're a utility contracting business that works with municipalities and then uh putting in natural gas lines probably a lot more than that and at least they probably have at least ten million dollars worth of equipment. Have crews running in multiple states. Very smart, uh, very smart business people. Have a location in another state. They keep acquiring, growing. Well, when we first started, basically we did in data intake, took in all this information, and, and quickly. I mean, there was a lot we did there, but just quickly. We uh, zeroed in on all of these amortized equipment loans, and it was a lot. That spreadsheet was something else, and the rates were actually okay on some of them. You know, everybody wants to talk about rate, but what we kind of worked through together was to say, well, let's look at the dollar amount and create a hit list, and the hit list was based off if we pay off this piece of equipment, how much cash flow does it free up? So we kind of threw the rate out the window, created the hit list. They end up uh, insuring the son, who's a partner, for like uh, Patriarch owns a contract on his son. The son owns a contract on himself. It's an S-Corp on on top of them, but they own it individually. So you're talking about two policies here? Mm -hmm. Okay. Two two identical policies. Got it. Mm -hmm. And so they borrowed against them to uh, purchase – uh, facility for the other state. I don't want to say what states. And uh, since already have capitalized a good bit and not knocked out a lot faster than I thought, knocked out a ton of those equipment loans and transferred. And it really came. It wasn't even about the the rate at that point. It was more about control for him and having that flexibility to say, "Hey, of the debt that we took over using infinite banking, we need to pause." those loan repayments right now and focus on x y and z it just gave him it freed him up and he was kind of sick of it what what was the main motivation for him to say enough is enough i'm very much open to any solution to try to get rid of these i think once it clicked for him that like when he when they received a dollar revenue and then turned around and paid down or even paid the monthly minimum on xyz equipment it bothered him that he would never see that money again. Mm-hmm. And so 
it, it clicked for him to say, hey, so what we're saying is we can just run money into that into those policies and I can borrow against it with complete freedom and my money, my hard-earned dollars are actually growing in an uninterrupted way. I think that was it. And then the control factor is, you know, because you're con- constantly getting buying. It never ends. They, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say that's that's a cycle that just yes. repeats. Once you finish one, it's just start over again, right? Same thing with farming equipment. You know, right. it's just a never-ending thing. And so uh, we have some. I've watched some people finance some some big ag equipment too, and the same. Those were in, in low rates, but it just got to be where they're like, "Hey, we want the we want the combine, and we want our money to be growing." That's for but you know different people. It's amazing how. It can solve, you know, it's not the end-all be-all. At the same time, it's cool to see the ways that people use it, kind of like in Brad's earlier story. That's the fun piece. Normally, people will lead you to where their pain is, and and if people are open to, to looking at some a different way, sometimes we can really help. It's really nice to set up with one solution, and then you check multiple boxes along the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some people don't even know where their pain is because they don't even – know that there's a perceived solution to the pain so they've just they've just kind of succumbed to the fact that it's just hey this is just the way things are i'm gonna have to pay these people these other companies these other equipment companies based upon their terms their bank terms and then just ad infinitum i'm just gonna have to do this forever right never and and until all of a sudden wait this is another part of the system the normal process that we can actually overtake and as nelson says banking is like how much of the banking function do you want to start carving away at and bringing in house versus continuing to outsource? And becoming, I think that's a huge part of this. Becoming an owner instead of a customer, you're you're taking over that function, and now you have the control. You mentioned it a couple of times, John. I mean that you can't put a dollar figure on that, but for them to have the ability to change gears, look at another avenue, opportunities open up, a new a new building, a new piece of equipment may come available to them or a new avenue for revenue streams they have the control to make those changes yeah totally what did that mean for the business in the kind of the long run obviously in the short run you're able to pay down that obviously kind of take over create an asset stuff we've talked about but what did that mean for maybe even a succession plan what did that mean for kind of the the next iteration of the next generation of that business moving forward once this once this kind of you know change had been made yeah while they continue to operate it and run it it's it's they're using it they're they're loaning it back to the company when it makes sense when they need to also you know work with like construction companies and in that in that world they have like bonding they have to keep Mm -hmm. and so they get real about their bonding which i can be i can appreciate um to keep in mind but it's they're they're thinking about it as a line of credit now, but then they both said, "Hey, when they look at the values of their uh, respective contracts, they're like, if we sell in ten years, you know, and we take these with us, and and that's going to be nice too, you know, to be able to have an asset that's that's working that hard, mainly because it's it's got it's been seasoned, yeah, you know, it's post year seven. Those are that's when the fun times really begin. That's right. So we'll see what they do with it." Uh, one interesting thing is uh, they practice profit first, and yep. it, and that was cool to see. You know that can work for I know people that love it, 
and some people the CPAs don't like it because it's <laughs> like opening a million checking <laughs> accounts. I don't yeah. think they like that, but in this case, it worked for them and it helped him. And so it was kind of the two married well together. Uh, and even the CPAs, once they understood the team, once they understood, oh, okay, this is what's going on. Because they were so focused on saying, hey, we need to save you taxes today. Mm-hmm. And while that's very important, uh, business owner and son were saying, yeah, we want to control the banking function. We're okay to pay a little bit more today so we don't have to worry about it later. One of the questions that I get a lot, let's just use this example. Let's say you're working with them and they can see the short term and maybe even kind of the medium term objective. But then one of the questions that I hear that I know that the the client may not fully kind of be clicking or, or, or tracking with me there, and it's probably you know due to, to my, you know, my fault, but is the question of, okay, well, when can I stop paying into mm-hmm. these, this policy? Mm-hmm. And one of the things that that triggers in my mind, and I'm sure with you guys as well, is they still – they're tracking with the short run, but what we need to convey to them is this is an asset that you ultimately get to unwind if you want to. Let's say the business is not a sellable business. Sometimes we work with clients – I know Mike and I work with builders, right? Builder, you're a service. You're, you don't have – I mean, you may have a commercial property that you work out of. You may have a little of equipment or something. But you're not going to be. It's not. Hard, it's hard to have a sellable asset. Yeah, they are the business. Yeah, you are the business. You're the rainmaker. You're the relationships. So in in for their in, you know for their example, we want to try to convey to them how the policy can serve as a way to serve as passive income, mm-hmm. right? So in your example, let's assume that they were able to sell their asset, which is their business. How does the policy enhance the back end kind of quote unquote passive income phase retirement, if you will? Sure. Yeah. I mean, if they do sell, they've talked about it. If they do sell, and it is a sellable business for sure. Oh, for sure. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and we actually did had a free valuation done for them, which was cool. Wow. It was a range. It wasn't ironclad. And then they got the offer, and they they're smart. They'll do that periodically to make sure that they have adequate uh, funding for the buy sell mm-hmm. so yeah I, they i don't see you know some folks and i would think about these these guys they also do real estate as well and i don't see them really stopping see people slowing down you know if it's fun if you enjoy <laughs> right. what you're doing yeah. totally right and the the uh, patriarch told me he's like i mean i garden a little bit you know, they, they love the business. Mm-hmm. That's what they do. And so, great. but the real estate arm is probably a way for them to create passive income. It is. Yeah. And so, as Jordan's touching on, if the, the policy eventually can become another arm, a guaranteed passive income stream. Yeah. You think guys with a, a large utility contracting company can uh, flip a house? <laughs> yeah. Do you think they have the I think manpower they have some scalability, maybe? They, yeah. they do. They yeah. do. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's to wrap it up. I think that's the idea. There's so many iterations to this. I mean, we want to help clients understand how to solve short term problems. We want to help them, you know, tie a policy, an infinite banking strategy to a solution. It's one of the things where we hear clients clamoring for, especially when we're doing policy reviews. Once we address one objective, then it's time to move on. Hey, what's the next thing I can use this for? How can I leverage this in a way? that can help my business in another way, right? Or or my family. And 
what we want to do is we want to help them in every stage of that tie the policy to a specific objective that they can check the box on, that they can feel like it's being impactful, that they can you know really see the fruit of their labor, because this is a get rich slow, not get rich quick, but you really do create a, a very, very efficient asset over a long period of time. And we can touch on that more in, in future episodes um, again. But thanks, John, for sharing that specific example. And hopefully that can help other people think in ways in which they can you know, apply that in their own business. Yeah, hopefully it's relatable. Yep, that's our that's what we're trying to do here, and trying to find ways that we can you know throw out examples and people can just latch onto them and customize them for their own business. So, for uh, Save Yourself Podcast, Unlimited Wealth, this is Jordan, John, and Mike. Peace. You've been listening to Save Yourself conversations, ideas, and strategic thinking with the four founders of Unlimited Wealth. To learn more about Unlimited Wealth or to make a personal appointment, visit us online at unlimitwealth.com. <laughs>